story. Welcome to Pilot Boys, the podcast about the cookie. What is it? The podcast where we review the first I episode really of TV shows, otherwise known as a pilot. I'm really tired of that tagline. I'm like annoyed with it. Really? Yeah, because it's just like too hokey, I think. Well, I don't want to know tagline. any part of that anymore. That's not who I am when I came up with that tagline. That's why I've been saying like, welcome to Pilot Boys, the podcast where we review the first episode of TV shows. Instead of saying, like, otherwise known as a pilot. <laughs> yeah, because it, it, really it sounds, well, it just sounds like you think the audience is dumb. No, it just sounds like I came up with it to explain it. And instead of, like, coming up with something better, I just kept it. Oh, 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 oh. That's, that, that's the cat. The cat I was telling you about. The white one? Yeah, it has his asshole hanging out. That's the one that scared me earlier. There's this cat. So we're today we're recording in a car in front of my house and there's this cat with its asshole hanging out. It's like a prolapsed anus and it just walks around like that. Anyways, today we're doing the other two created by Chris <laughs> Kelly and Sarah Schneider. Great segue. <laughs> it's a show about Two siblings who are considered the last successful siblings compared to a younger brother who's just had a viral hit. One of those like Friday or like Justin Bieber types. Friday and was not a viral. I mean, it was, it a, was viral a viral hit, hit, but it wasn't like a like a viral hit for the right reasons. Mm. I guess like, that's true. It's more like Jacob Sartorius or like Maddie B where they... They got really popping after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, it, it, it was created by two SNL alum, and one of them, Sarah Schneider, I used to watch on uh, on College Humor. She was, like, one of the OGs. And oh. then she created the show. You'll recognize her. I watched, so we watched it on, like, the fucking Comedy Central app. Oh, me too. I saw the the show <clears throat> the thing end? at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the, the co-creator. She's the... Uh, she used to be like one of the first, what did it call it, humor with like Jake and Amir and like yeah. hardly working shit. Okay. And I was like, damn, that's pretty cool to see her. Succeeding. To see her, yeah, to see her like transfer into like a new medium. But she, apparently she's she was like a head writer in like 2017 for SNL and like she just won Emmys and stuff. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. What did you think of the first episode? How did you feel about it? I actually enjoyed it. It was funny, right? Yeah, it was pretty good. I didn't think it was going to be that funny. I thought it was just going to be like kind of like a nothing show. Me too. When you told me to watch it, I'm just like, what the fuck? Like everyone just kind of seemed like a nobody to me. But like I watched it and I was like, oh, I actually enjoyed it. There was like these, there was also like a lot of like weird subversions of certain tropes. Like I think it has to do with like the strength of the actors. Mm -hmm. Um, Molly Shannon, is that her name? The one from Superstar? The lady from Superstar? I actually don't know her name. She's the mom, but... Okay, so since she had, since her youngest child is the more successful one, you would assume that the story would be about, like, how the mom shames her older children 
into like oh how come you're you're not like your younger successful children but she's really like supportive they're just kind of shitty children really i mean i got that she was being supportive but i thought it was kind of patronizing see i didn't well it's patronizing but it genuinely i don't know maybe it's played for, for comedy but it felt like she was being genuinely supportive but because we're so used to parents being like shitty more than anything it just heightens the fact that they're not great people mm-hmm. but they feel like they're being persecuted because their younger their younger brother is like an is like more successful but then the younger brother is like such a sweetheart he's like not even a mean kid he's just like a kid who got like he he wants his brothers it's, he wants his siblings to like just be their sibling like he still looks up to them yeah, like he hasn't like let the fame get to his yeah. head. They're just kind of jaded and like assholes because they didn't succeed. Yeah. So well, I, mean, I mean, I think that that was an interesting like subversion. I don't think they were assholes. They were like pretty nice to him and stuff like that. I just think it was just kind of like maybe like. No, they- I'm not saying that they're assholes to the the kid. It's just they're just kind of jaded from the world because they didn't have like a success like he did. Oh, okay. Because like they're both trying to get like. Not, not they're not trying to get, but they were both kind of involved with something that, like, hasn't would, really panned out for them. Yeah, like uh, Carrie, the the main or one of the main characters, he's gay and he wants to be like an actor. He, <laughs> the opening scene is like him auditioning for a commercial where he's like a guy who smells a fart. Yeah, and then in a commercial, the sister Brooke, she is someone. What is she working? she's a isn't she like a realtor something she works something corporate oh yeah yeah yeah. she does she shows like people houses and stuff yeah but she's kind of like in a shitty relationship with like some dude who works at Foot Locker who's just kind of like a mouth breather well she ended a relationship yeah and like she is in this like fuck buddy situation with this guy who she assumed was a, a pilot but is actually just like a flight attendant. Yeah. Well, she's not even officially in a fuck buddy situation with him. It's but like her whole thing was as soon as she broke up with the guy that she was in a relationship for so long, her mission was to see, see 50, 50 dicks, dicks yeah. during summer or some shit like that. That's that's a good goal, though. <laughs> I, I was like that when I was in my whole phase in college. Nice. Did you see 50 dicks? I saw 60. Wow. I'm impressed. Um... But yeah, so then they find out that their mom is going to come to New York, which is where they are after the success. I mean, it it kind of escalated quickly because the brother, the youngest brother, his name is Chase. He wrote, he put out a song that was called like, I want to marry you at recess, which is fucking great. I love that. Like (laughs) they really understand how ridiculous these like viral kids are yeah like they're literally like maddie b for example was this kid this this little white kid who like did kips kids bob versions of like notorious big or like these kind of like thug songs Uh and then he went viral for it and then jacob sartorius started with like musically and like kind of like like very sexualized children but it's ridiculous because they're children but it's it's very much a product of this millennial culture like this you know self-obsessed vain 
constantly on social media culture. I mean, but is it though? Yeah, I think so, like, 100%. I mean, if you think about like Britney Spears, <clears throat> what was that? Like the 90s? Yeah. But like, she, I think she was. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she was still a teenager when she was writing shit like that. Well, she wasn't writing it, she was performing. Well, maybe this is gendered male. Like, we didn't really see sexualized children like that. It's so sexualized, like, young boys. I mean, NSYNC. They were, like, 18, though. Were they? Weren't they? I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know anything about NSYNC. You're, I defer you. You're the one who knows a lot more. I actually was an NSYNC fan, but I have, I, I honestly have no idea how old they were. Okay. Maybe it's not, like, a product of this, but this is the current version or the current iteration of that. Okay. We're like, you on this that. is what we're seeing in this day and age but since we're so like constantly plugged in it seems like there's so many of them now yeah but i think that the writers of the show understand the ridiculousness of it like how maybe it's like not a new thing but this version seems way more ridiculous than like the more polished version because the difference is i would say that this is a young kid who did this on his own without like a studio backing Oh, versus okay, like the you. other stuff was like a groomed child. Who's like their, ch- their mom or their, their parents have been grooming them to like be child actors or child sensations since they were young. And like a studio has backed them versus this one. It's just like a viral sensation just cause like some kid wanted to put it out. Cause he had, you know, a camera. It's like the democratization of exposure. Yeah. Um, and I think that the writers really understood that, and it was kind of hilarious. It was, it was hilarious to see the premise of like wanting a kid wanting to marry another kid at recess, <laughs> and like all his friends are like make fun of him for wanting to get married at such a young age. What did you feel about that? I just thought it's kind of I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm just gonna sound like an old person, but the whole musically um tiktok thing like Mm. it's just ridiculous yeah i don't get it i mean yeah at the sake of like sounding like one of those like oh in my generation we went outside to go play i mean i don't even mean it like that it's just kind of like it's so corny you know what it reminds me of did you ever see like in tumblr and like like the tumblr area those like pictures of like guys like with their shirts off and then they hold like signs and they're like you're beautiful the, just the way you are the just and, girly like, thing you don't have shit? to wear me yeah that yeah. shit no that's 100%. what it reminds me of it's like fuck boy culture like this this little kid i mean what we're not talking about is that these kids like jacob sartorius and maddie b they become like super fuck boys like jacob sartorius it it I'm even mad that I know so much about this stupid little shit. I don't even know who the fuck you're he's, talking about. He's a little fucking white kid who he was dating uh, Millie Bobby Brown for a sec. Oh, was, he was the guy that like they would like do like petty shit. Where yeah, they, they would like, like subtweet each, each other, other or, like some shit like that. This little fucker. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he yeah, and it's just like all that like he would do all the shit that all the kids do now like every kid's obsessed with snapchat and like musically tiktok my sister is obsessed with fucking tiktok or not not tiktok not anymore she thinks it's like because she's a little older now she thinks it's like oh, it's childish it's, it's childish like that that's gross kind of shit oh my god but 
apparently the the guy the kid that they get chased he was actually like a tic tac star or a musically star yeah i saw that too so i mean that's great casting because he looks just like one of them like one of those basic looking like kind of cute white boys white boy of the week <laughs> is that what that's called yeah. i think in a lot of ways it is kind of like it is a product of the social media age of like the smartphone age these kids are just i i i I go back and forth with it but you don't think that there's a there's a constant rise in vanity now with having a a front-facing camera at all times yeah definitely i think that this is a product of that like golden hour and shit like that like i didn't even know that was a thing until like what golden hour the fuck is that you don't know what golden hour is no it's like the hour like right before sunset where like everyone takes a selfie because like the light is so good and like the way the like sun is hitting like the lighting is just perfect you sound like you take a lot of these selfies is that <laughs> is that how you know this or what the fuck no i don't i you just trying to be an influencer or what? no i know about this because uh one of my friends with kids was talking to me about like her kids and them taking pictures like during the golden hour and i was just like what the fuck is that and she broke it down for me and i was just like i didn't even know that was a thing and then- i feel like there is so what is said is like but like positivity like being comf- comfortable in your own skin and that's cool sure but i don't think that being comfortable in your in your own skin means that you have to show it to everyone, and I think that that's where it's constantly muddled, where like everyone's like, "Oh, look, I'm like really comfortable in my own skin," but also I need you to like validate me. I think that just feeds into the vanity of it. I don't think that's. I you know what I mean? Agree with you on some like level, but it's just because like I believe like marginalized bodies and people that are marginalized like. I'm kind of for them being comfortable in their skin and like showing. No, I'm not that saying off. that you you shouldn't be comfortable in your skin. I'm just saying that I don't know. Maybe I'm just jaded, but I don't. I think that whether it's these these little kids like recording themselves trying to be like sexy and trying to get this nut off, or like someone taking a picture of like, oh look, look how great my skin looks or whatever. I'm just like, I don't fucking give a shit. I, the thing is that I don't think it's a problem. The only time it becomes a problem is like when it just becomes like, like you said, vanity or like someone being conceited. Or well, like, what's the line? What's the line between vanity and like empowerment? I mean, if you're doing it like every fucking day, looking for golden hour, waiting for that, then I would say that's vanity. Don't you think that all of it's vanity, though? Is it? You don't think so? I don't know. I think the the seeking validation from people online that don't matter to you is like an obsession or like it, I don't want to say it's a disease but it is like it's vanity. I think it's I think that is the definition of vanity or the current definition of vanity. Like it's just narcissism at this point. Yeah, like I mean there's nothing wrong with like being comfortable in your own skin but I think there's a there's a need now to show people how comfortable you are. I don't necessarily think you need to be. I mean, there's nothing wrong with a little vanity from time to time, but I think, yeah, it's all kind of just superficial. So I feel like 
the trope that I enjoy the most. And maybe it's just because, like, comedy, when, like, they take something that's already established and they just kind of flip it and they kind of roll with it. Mm -hmm. Um, The mom being, like, not a bitch about, like, them not being successful was... I thought it was, like, thoroughly enjoyable because it just makes them seem like terrible characters instead of, like, being... You know, like, in Girls, we see Hannah's struggle that, like, her parents are never okay with what she's doing and this one her parent her parents like she like hypes them up they're like yeah you're, you're really doing great and they're like no mom like i'm not doing that great but it, it seems like they want to be persecuted mm, I get you. and the mom is just kind of like you know like live your life but they're self-persecuting because their mom isn't persecuting them you know what i mean yeah and it's also like um like when you see those shows like girls and stuff like that like where the parents are dicks like you just kind of think like oh like the reason they're struggling so much in life is because they have like asshole parents that trauma like but realistically they're spoiled they just think that like so okay so realistically the characters are spoiled and they haven't succeeded so they blame external forces yeah because they actually realistically they had like a good upbringing like their parents or their parent was very like warm and caring so i thought that was funny so it just kind of feeds into like the comedy of the the character relationships instead of like being this you know the, the trope is always in in sitcoms where like the mom makes them they all have like daddy issues or whatever but yeah they're just shitty people the, but the they just self persecute so themselves. Yeah, I really liked the bisexual stuff that was that they explored a little bit. <laughs> the bisexual comment. Yeah, no, 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 not just the the sex, but like, so Carrie lives with a roommate, and the roommate is just like the super dude bro, and they're watching TV, and he says, I, I don't know what happens, but like he basically like grabs his leg, and then they start to fuck. No, they start making out. No, yeah, you're right, you're right. Sorry. They start to make out, and then he's just like, yeah, like, we should stop or whatever. And he's like, keep sending Carrie mixed messages. Yeah. But, like, I think that that's kind of, like, a very nuanced portrayal of bisexuality or, like, bisexuality or fluid sexuality in, like, a very small interaction. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or maybe he's just like he doesn't know what he is. I was but gonna he's say so, he's, he's so concerned with being straight that he doesn't explore that. He's probably one of those straight guys that just fucks guys like on the side, occasionally. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's the nuance of it. Where like he could be that, or he could just be a dude who is so concerned with being straight that he doesn't like explore that. Like he's closeted. He could be closeted, or he could be. <laughs> straight and just makes out with guys for fun yeah so i thought or he's just bisexual i don't think he's bisexual you don't think so no i think it's gonna be like one of those things where like he's just closeted either he's closeted or he actually um is straight and just likes fucking around with guys i thought the bisexual comment was great though the it's 2019 bisexual people exist or some shit like that (laughs) and no he's like i'm bisexual Oh, and she said and that she was like, bisexual. You're not bisexual. You're straight. He's like, oh, 
Okay. Yeah. Reminds me of someone in this car. Wow. JK. Rude. Um, By erasure. <laughs> that's funny. Is there anything else? Like for the whole show? That that stood out to you? <laughs> the dude that watches Brokeback Mountain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, talk about it. The bo- the manager from, or the boss from Carrie's job. Yeah, the boss from Carrie's job. Um, He's talking to Carrie and he asks him to go get the other one. And by that, he means the other gay waiter that works there. And um, he calls him over and he lets them know that he watched Brokeback Mountain um, with his wife. And he lets them know that he didn't like it. But like the next day, <laughs> the next day, uh, Carrie goes in for like a dinner with his family, and he pulls uh, him aside. Yeah, he pulls him outside and he tells him that he saw. I forgot what he said. He saw like some, like out outlandish gay title, and he's just like, I think that was just gay porn. And he's just like, Oh, I like that one a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I mean, what is, do you think that's a theme of like? kind of closeted or like the theme is like everybody's a little gay <laughs> everybody's a little gay you know what i mean then i'm like uh allyship and like what that means yeah but that one seemed a little more like hey i need you to know that i'm okay with you yeah that's exactly like what fake allyship <laughs> but yeah that was great and i think that's a good note to leave off on everybody's a little gay everybody's a little gay you know this episode, I want to try something a little new. I want to do plugs of, like... I mean, you could plug your socials or whatever. I don't really care, but... Plug something that you enjoyed this week or something that just stood out. It could be anything. It could be, like, a reverse plug, something that you hated. But shout out to them anyways. So, go ahead. No this is, this will this will take place of like <clears throat> when we used to just talk about what we watched. Well, I don't know if I should use this plug because I don't know if we're gonna end up reviewing it. What? Uh, I watched Shrill on Hulu. Of course you did. <sighs> What's that supposed to mean? Because I saw you add it to the list. Yeah, Karen I saw it. You. Karen, I I'm actually gonna get both you you two to talk to review it with me. So I can't. I haven't seen it yet. Plug? Yeah, of course you can. Okay, guys, watch Shrill on Hulu because if it gets canceled, I'm gonna be super butthurt. I doubt it will, or you never know in this age. Well, I don't know, cause like Dietland came out, and then like the whole like body positivity, fat positivity, like people were like all up on it, but like it still got canceled. Well, I guess this is a preview for the next episode, cause it just came out. And it looks, I mean, it looks good. I saw, like, a scene where, like, she dances. And it's about, like, a, I mean, it's just, like, a, it's just about, like, a fat girl who maneuvers through life, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, it looks good. And it's, uh, what's, do you know her name from Uh, SNL? I don't know her name. Yeah, I'll look it up. Um, But for me, I think, well, one, this week I'm excited for Us that's going to come out, which is Jordan Peele's sophomore directorial debut which looks amazing can you plug it if you haven't seen it no i'm uh what have i seen this week that i enjoyed pen 15 i finished which i fucking love oh it's fucking hilarious so great yeah it's like such a 
well done show oh my god i love the masturbation episode it was, it was fucking so great gold. and i've been watching get shorty the chris o'dowd ray romano show about like this kind of mobster hip hit guy bodyguard he he finds a script all right so he kills someone and he find he gets the script and he wants to develop it and he takes it to his boss because he has ambitions of like being involved in the movie studios and basically the boss green lights it and they start working on it but because it's a mobster who's who's funding it it's like everything's super shady mm-hmm. but it's it's great it's kind of like a coen brothers like one of those like dark comedies type shit so it's good it's really good and the first season's on netflix so oh. i would i would want to plug that and i also want to plug la taco i guess for those who don't know i am i write for la taco about food sometimes and michelle you just fucking put out your stupid vegan thing oh yeah i have a, a vegan thing i'm not vegan but i have a vegan thing yeah do you want to plug it or uh it's called all of the vegan options so far it's just an instagram check it out if you want to start like a vegan diet if you just want to like dabble in it a few days or like you just want to cut your meat consumption just check it out all right for sure that's it yeah oh wait we didn't read it oh fuck <laughs> i totally forgot the structure of the show we okay so what would out. you what would you give uh the other two what would you rate it on a scale of one of five broken tvs um what would i rate this on a scale of one to five yeah i would rate it a four because it was funny um what the fuck are you in fourth grade what why are you talking like that talking (laughs) to an adult (laughs) it was like forming my uh, thoughts i really like the show because it is a tv show that i really like and it was really funny. I was forming my thoughts. I'm sorry that I don't talk as much as you. God damn. Uh-huh. Okay. It was hilarious. The characters were like those like fucked up funny characters that you just like to watch. I, I don't know what else to say. Oh That's it. That's fucking it. God. I will go. So I really enjoyed it. I thought that the humor was really like cutting and it it really touches base with kind of this vain obsessed culture that's going on now which i think is part of the social media age or like constantly having a, a, t- a smartphone or a front-facing camera where you just constantly need to show people i think that it's also understands the ridiculousness of these like viral sensations like jacob sartori i've said his name too much but yeah i I really enjoyed it and i think that the characters are interesting i don't think that the the sister what's her name again i don't know are you fucking there i don't remember anyone damn brooke i don't think brooke was as interesting as drew i think drew kind of was a little more interesting yeah you know what no i disagree with that i disagree with myself Oh my god! I she was funny. I just wish that we got a little bit more from her. I thought she was gonna be like D. I don't know why, but she just like made me think of D. Mm. From yeah, 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 it's always funny. That's a good character, like 
type now. Yeah. But nah, she's not that bad. If they would have leaned in too much into character types, it probably wouldn't have been as engaging. Like, she's not too ridiculous, but she's not too, like, into herself. She's a believable person. Yeah. She's she's someone that you actually Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, D. Reynolds from It's Always Sunny is not a fucking real person. She's like... Yeah, that's true. She only cares about herself. But that's what makes the show great is, like, these extremes of characters. I also really like that they put Molly Shannon and Ken Marino. It's just, like, a lot of great, funny actors who I'm excited for, and they know how to bring the funny. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was just a really enjoyable... Uh, I forgot that that guy came out in it. Who, Ken Marino? Yeah, the guy from Ken Party Marino Down, right? is always like hilarious. Oh I love God. him so much. Where he's he's like <laughs> he fucking cries. He was so fucking creepy in this show. He was great. I loved him. But yeah, I think I'm gonna go with a four. It, it was it was pretty good for the first episode, and you kind of get the entire premise in like the first episode without, you know overly complicating anything it's a straightforward show yeah how long do you see it going for i'm gonna say like three seasons okay i i'd say two i don't think it's gonna go that long really i think that we're in an age right now maybe it's just me i'm just kind of tired of seeing white people and (laughs) 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 and like i don't know like it I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to say that I'm tired of seeing white people, but it just seems like, are we past the kind of aimless 20, like 30 something year old mid, like later 20 year olds, mid or early 30 year old shows where they're just kind of like, you know, well, are we past that? just like still going to keep going because it's so like relatable. I guess I feel like there, there there's a way to do it. And they didn't quite get it, or no? I don't think I don't think that. I just felt like it wasn't as good as the ones that like nailed it. Like it's not as good as Broad City. Oh, okay. It's not as good as like it's not as like emotional or dramedy as like casual. Mm -hmm. It just kind of felt like it was good, but it wasn't like I don't see myself being like blown away by it. I get you. Like it was, it was definitely good, but it wasn't great. Okay. And I think that could just be because I might be just tired of like seeing the same story, aimless white, early thirties, late twenty year olds in New York. Like I'm just, I don't know. I think it would have been even more interesting. I mean, I'm not not the, I'm not like trying to write the show, but if it was like in L.A., people transplants from L.A. like trying to make it out here and not doing well. Mm. but that wasn't what the show was isn't that what difficult people was or no, no they're in that new was york. in new york but that was interesting because they were like the same thing like mid 40s they were just assholes they were complete assholes though they were like not real people they were just caricatures ridiculous hateful people i only watched like the first episode i finished it it was good i like that show anyway um yeah, that's all. That's all I have. Rate us on iTunes. Yeah, please leave us a review on iTunes if you enjoy the show. If you don't us. enjoy the show, don't leave a review. I mean, you could leave a review, but make sure it's a good review. Yeah, just lie. 
yeah. lie and say that it was like a good show. The best and show you've ever heard. Yeah, Michelle then, is so charismatic. Uh, don't don't do that. Anyways, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Peace. Okay. Three.